Hello, Freedom Nation. I hope you guys have had a wonderful holiday. Um, it is Thanksgiving for those of you that live outside the United States. It's our Thanksgiving. It's our time of the year where we we sit down, we give thanks for you know the people in our lives, for our family, and we stuff ourselves with all kinds of food for a day. So it is. Uh, it is a unique holiday that we have here in the United States. Uh, for those of you that are here in the States, thankful for you guys listening to us all the time and really look forward to uh, sharing more and more with you as we go. So today's episode, we're going to focus on living for weekends and vacations. Now, this sounds like it would be a positive thing. Hey, I'm out there. I'm living for vacations and weekends. But I would say this is a, a negative thing more than a positive what happens if you just hate your job right now? Well, you're probably living for weekends and vacations. You're living to to get to the weekend. You are spending lots of quality time with your family. Maybe you're going out and watching your kids play sports. Maybe you're going out and hiking or taking a picnic or whatever. But then Sunday comes around and you start to worry about you know, what you need to get done before you go back to work on Monday. Monday rolls around. Everybody has the Mondays and they wake up and they go to work. It's an interesting fact that I found that the highest rates of heart attacks happen on Monday mornings at about 10 o'clock in the morning, literally the time that people are going back to work and people are literally dying to go to work. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of people that don't really enjoy what they do for a living. And that's just not a way to live. I lived this life for almost 12 years of my life. I've told the story before, but October 2nd of 2020, or 2003, um, I walked into work. It was a Monday morning. And we walked into a meeting where we found out that we were going to be laid off from the company that I was working with. And my life changed in a minute. All of a sudden, I my life that I looked at as, hey, I'm you know going to be with this company for the rest of my career. I'm proud of where I work. I'm proud of what I do. I'm proud of the fact that you know this is a company I believe in and I plan to stay with as long as I possibly can. Instantly changed for me to oh my God, this is not the place I want to work anymore. The security that I felt instantly evaporated away. Uh, the fact that I believed that I had a safe job and a safe paycheck, you know, the reality was for me, it took a while to realize this, but there is no safe paycheck. There is no guaranteed paycheck. Um, it's a it's a fallacy. It's a it's an illusion that we make in our minds that, well, I work for this company and they keep paying me and everything's good. Well, I mean, the company, and, and I understand this running a company, the company had to make a decision at a very difficult time. And, and to their credit, they did it as long as they possibly could. We were almost three years into a recession working in the financial services industry at that point. And they were literally down to trying to make a decision if they were going to keep operations open in, in the town that I worked in, or if they were going to close the whole thing down. Now, they made a decision to stay there. They made a decision to eliminate some positions, including mine. And 
that was a tough decision for them, but it was also a tough decision for those of us sitting there trying to figure out what we were going to do. Now, eventually, uh, within a few weeks, I was hired back or, you know, they basically told us, okay, you're, you're back. Um, we're going to keep you in this position, but uh, you need to make a decision where you're going to go within the company within the next year. And from that point on, my life and my relationship with the company really, really changed. I, I really waited for Fridays to come around. Um, at the time that I was there, you know, the, the position I was working in, I was working Monday through Friday. So I wasn't working weekends anymore. So when Friday would roll around at five o'clock, I would get in the car, head home. And that was my time to spend time with my wife and friends and go out and do all those fun things to do on the weekend. And then right around football time on Sunday afternoons, uh, around three o'clock, I would start to get this tight little ball in the, in the pit of my stomach. And that ball told me, oh, God, I got to get up and go to work tomorrow morning. You know, what's going to happen now? Am I going to go in? Did I do something wrong? Am I going to get fired? Am I going to get laid off? And that happened every single weekend for 12 years of my life. Now, knowing this today, I probably needed a little psychological help at the time. Um, but I had this uncontrollable fear that when I walked into the office and I put my badge on the door, the door wasn't going to work. The badge wasn't going to work at the door and I was going to find out that I was laid off. Now, the reality is they would have let me in the door because they needed to get my keys and my, my card back and my laptop and everything else. But that's not the way my brain was working at the time. And I did this for 12 long years. Now, it wasn't that every weekend was horrible. There were periods of time when I was really having fun, where I was really truly enjoying what I was doing. I was working on projects that I really truly enjoyed, that I felt were adding value to the company. And while that was happening, life was good. I mean, it was really fun. I, I really, you know, when I got to the end of the week, it was like, oh, man but I get to come back Monday and do this. And that was, that was fun for a while. But then there were periods of time where I would go back to living in the little box that had been created for me. And I couldn't really color outside the lines very much. Looking back today and realizing it, I actually was an, what I would call an intrapreneur, not an entrepreneur, but an intrapreneur. I was an entrepreneur inside of someone else's company. So I was an intrapreneur. And so those times when I was really happy was those times when I was really doing things that an entrepreneur does. There were problems that were presented to me. I was asked to step in to solve those problems without really any rule book. They just said, hey, make this happen, figure it out. And that's what I was good at. And so I would go and I would figure that stuff out. But I wouldn't take the risk. And I never really truly took the risk to go out on my own and do that for myself. I was always doing it for somebody else because of that safe paycheck, because I had benefits because I had retirement monies and savings, because I knew that the company really needed me and I didn't want to didn't want to do anything to stop that from happening. So we, what you need to do in your own lives is you need to look at, you know, your life, your business right now that you're working in. And you need to really figure out if you hate what you do. I mean, if you viscerally get up 
on Monday mornings and you've got that pit in the stomach, uh, that, that ball of, of energy in your stomach that when you go into work, you're just like, Oh, I have to do this again. Then you need to figure something out. You know, it's gotta be one of two things. You've either got to figure out how to extract yourself from that situation, or you got to figure out how to make it better. Um, what can be done to make it better right now? Well, I would sit down and look at what in your job makes you happy. Um, maybe it's that you're in a wrong position within the company. Maybe it's that you're at the wrong company. That's another issue. Uh, maybe it is the fact that you just no longer enjoy what you're doing and there's something else that gives you a, more of a passion. You need to figure that out right away. You need to sit down. You need to figure that out. And we'll talk about an exercise that we can do uh, at the end of this that, that helps you to figure that out. If you come to the reality that, okay, my job is terrible. I don't enjoy it. Um, nothing that's going to happen is going to get any better. And I'm not sure that if I go to someplace else that the grass is any greener anyplace else. That's when you really need to start looking at what you could do that you absolutely and truly love doing. And I mean love, that absolute excitement and joy that I had when I was building, you know, I was building projects inside of the companies I was working for, that fire in the pit of my stomach that helped me to really be excited every single day that I went into work. You need to figure that out. If that if that is out there inside your company, then figure out how to do that more and do less of the stuff that really makes you sick to your stomach and makes you not enjoy yourself. Uh, that is just an absolute part of it. But if you're sitting there and you're saying, there is nothing about this job that makes me happy. There's nothing that makes me have joy about what I'm doing. I don't feel like I'm really adding to the team then that's when you need to start looking at what's outside and, and not necessarily what's outside as far as another job, but what's outside that you can help find your own personal freedom day. How can you start to build an outside income, start a small business, do a little outside jobs, whatever it takes, do a little side hustle that can turn into something bigger so that you can start to extract yourself from that situation. This was the point in my life where, you know, once again, every time I, I went to a new company and that new company, it never really changed that whole philosophy or that, that whole fear that I had that, you know, was, was I going to get fired? You know, did I do something wrong? And I come in on Monday and I'm going to get fired for my job. Is there something that that they just don't need me for? Have I added enough value to the company for them to keep me around? Are they going to continue to pay me at the rate that they're paying me right now? All of those things, it didn't matter where I went. I went to a new company after I left the one that I'd been at for 17 years. And two years later, I realized I didn't want to be there anymore. Honestly, I was, it was I felt the same way. So then I said, well, I'm going to go out on my own, but, you know, I'll kind of do it under another company and another flag and, you know, that'll be better. Well, you know, that didn't make it much better anyhow, because even though I was kind of holding my own world or my own ability to keep going, I still had that fear that I'd screw something up or I would do something wrong or the company wouldn't need me and they would find out a way to get rid of me. And that kind of 
happened in some ways uh, while I was there. And, you know, the last company that I worked at where I actually worked for somebody else, uh, that really was, that was the point, it was the breaking point for me. Um, it was the point where, you know, I've told the story before my, uh, you know, I, having an inter or having a review, my worst review I ever got in my entire career uh, with the, you know, with the president of the company and uh, my manager and, you know, the president of the company telling me you're the worst employee we've ever had. You, you're too independent. You just do things without asking. Um, you ask for forgiveness rather than permission. And that really became that moment in my life where I said, thank you. I appreciate it because the pain had caused me to take action. Going into that review, I already knew that I was not going to stay permanently with that company. Um, I really started kind of half-stepping it um, towards the end of my career there for the simple fact that I didn't feel like I knew that I'd made a mistake because I, I knew I went for the guaranteed paycheck and I had no passion for the company. I felt like the company was really just, it was not what it was, what I'd been told or, or what I'd been promised when I came on board. Uh, the projects I was brought on to do, you know, got shut down. And so I just really felt that, you know, it was finally that time where the pain had gotten enough. There was enough pain that caused me to take action. It caused me to quit my job, caused me to go out, create my first business, create my second business. And because I had literally burned the ships at the shore, um, I had no way to go back at that point. I couldn't go back to that company. I really couldn't go back to anywhere else that I wanted to go or, you know, that I would have gone back to because the reality was I didn't want to anymore. I honestly did not want to go back and work for anybody else. I was ready to work for myself. I was ready to take the risks. I was ready to make my own paycheck. And I have not looked back once in the last six years, not once. There has never, ever been a single moment in the last six years of my life that I looked back and I said, man, maybe I could just get a job someplace else. Now, don't think that I sat here for the last six years and every day was a glorious success. There was a lot of times where it wasn't. There was a lot of times that I traded the, uh, I traded a bad boss for a worse boss, which is myself. I pushed myself way harder than I needed to. I pushed myself to where I was working seven days a week. I pushed myself to where I was working, you know, anywhere from 12 to 14 hours a day. I pushed myself to where we didn't take vacations because we didn't have the money and the time to get away. I pushed myself doing that. And I pushed my wife, you know, along with me, which that caused problems for us for a while there too. And it really wasn't until I stopped and I said, okay, I did get my first freedom day, March 1st of 2016 but I need to give myself another freedom day. And it took not right away. I mean, it took almost another four years at that point, almost five years to be able to extract myself from that. And it wasn't until this year in 2021 that I had finally put all the pieces in place for me to get my second freedom day. And that second freedom day was from the worst boss I've ever had, which is me. 
um, and giving myself that freedom to be able to take a vacation with my wife and not have to worry about it, to be able to take a day off and not have to worry about the business. Doesn't mean we don't get a call from our team saying, hey, we had a little problem with this that we couldn't solve. Okay, fine. That's that's great. But I didn't have to be there in the office doing it. So if you are in that pain point, if you are in that point where you're just looking at the job that you have and you're kind of the way I was, I'm, I'm done with this. I don't want to be here anymore. Then this is your time. This is the time that you need to stop and you need to start to create your own freedom day. Uh, you need to figure out how you're going to get there. Is it going to be that you're just going to save a ton of money and you're going to use that money to generate income? Are you going to buy investments? Are you going to invest in real estate? Are you going to invest in stocks that you trade and make money off of or make dividends from? Are you going to buy cryptocurrency? Please don't do that, by the way, uh, and try and make your living off of that. Are you going to start a business? Are you going to start a side hustle? Whatever it is, you need to start today. You need to start looking at this. You need to start thinking about how you can do this. Now, thinking is one thing. Taking action is another. Here's what I will tell you. I talked to, when I started my first co-working space, I can't tell you how many people talked to me about after I had started it. Yeah, I had that idea a long time ago and I just never took action with it. Yep. The difference is I took action. Um, I look back now and I just, I came to this realization almost a week or, or almost, I guess about a week ago, um, I sat down and realized that the, the genesis of my freedom day, the genesis of my first freedom day started Thanksgiving of 2015. Because I decided I was going to create a new business. I was tired of where I was at. I knew I needed to find a way out. I didn't even know the concept of Freedom Day didn't exist at that point. The concept of a freedom, you know, freedom engine didn't didn't hadn't existed at that point. I hadn't even thought about it. But what I knew was I hated where I was at. I hated doing what I was doing, and I needed to figure out a way out. And so I started looking around for something I could do. And one of the things that I saw was there was no place for people to start or to build businesses at. There was no place for small business owners to be able to have an affordable place to work from. There was no place for people to learn how to grow businesses. And I say, I saw this down in Austin, but I didn't see anything like that where I lived up in Cedar Park, Texas, which is a northern suburb of Austin for those of you that don't know where it is. So I started talking to people about this um, early October of 2015. I started talking to people about this and I talked to a lot of people and they said, yeah, it's a great idea. It sounds fantastic. Somebody ought to do that. And I said, well, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, somebody ought to do that. And they said, yeah, not me, but somebody ought to do that. Well, eventually I always say it got to the point where I couldn't find anybody else to do it. So I had to be the one dumb enough to do it. And I had to start. My, I had to start a co-working space and I didn't know anything about co-working spaces, had no concept of, of what a co-working space really was and how it ran. Um, I had no ideas on what it took to grow a co-working space. I just figured out I, I had to do it, but I had to make sure that it was something that people wanted. You know, I, I wanted it and I realized it was out there. But I wanted to make sure that 
other people wanted this as well, people that could be potential customers. So exactly six years ago, I put together a fake web page. Literally took me about 20 minutes, put together a fake web page. I literally grabbed a whole bunch of images from the internet that kind of sort of looked like they were the same place, put it into a, a, a template for real estate. Uh, it was like an apartment template or something like that. Put some text in there. Um, you know, it was basically a basic website for us to start with. And I did a Facebook ad campaign. I knew nothing about Facebook. I knew nothing about running ads on Facebook. I just kind of took a guess and winged it. Um, I put up $500 and I tested this. Um, I tested it around the area that I was at. I pretty much figured within 10 miles was about my audience of people that would potentially be, um, you know, would potentially be there. And I, I put that Facebook ad out to small business owners, people that work from home, freelancers, um, everybody like that. And I shot that out, figuring that if anybody who's like I was on Thanksgiving, I finished food and I'm sitting there on my phone playing on Facebook for a while and figured that let's get this in front of as many people as possible. Well, that week on Facebook, I got 2,675 impressions. I had 875 people that clicked through to my fake webpage. And of those 875 people, 23 people actually gave me their information, basically saying, hey, whenever this is open, please let us know. Two of those people still work with us today, six years later. Now, the genesis of T-Works was literally October uh, I would call it like October 15th, October 20th of 2015. When I ran that test, it was November 25th. So it was November of that same year, just a month later after we had kind of come up with the ideas for it, created a logo, created a concept in my, you know, at least in my mind, I had a concept of what it was going to look like. That test helped me to make that decision that this was something that people wanted and I was going to go ahead and, and do this. I spent the month of December 2015 coming up with the financials, coming up with the business plan. And in January of that year, uh, after I had had my, my horrible review, um, and I basically realized that I was not going to stay with that firm, I started hammering uh, and going out to bankers to look for someone that would finance the, the, the building of this operation. Um, within a month, I mean, I went to about 15 different bankers within a month. I found one who would look beyond the fact that this, this was something that was new in the town that we lived in. And it was something totally new to the bank who was willing to go to bat for us and create, um, or be able to finance this operation and finance the fact that we were up and running, you know, that we were going to get this business up and running. And within six months from that date, around August of 2016, we were open. We built the place, designed the place, got all the financing in place, was able to find people that wanted to work with us. And we opened our doors August 15th of 2016. So from start to finish, it was less than seven months. And I was building a location. Fast forward to now. 
I just decided to launch a solar business. I decided to launch a business around this podcast because I wanted to show you, I wanted to be the leader and be in front and show you that no matter how busy I am and no matter how many businesses I have, I was going to show you and I'm going to lead from the front. And here's the thing. Mine is all public. If you screw up, that's fine and dandy. If I screw up, I lose all credibility with you. So I can't. I've burned the bridges once again. I cannot mess this up. I have to make this work. And that's kind of the way I like to work. I like to not give myself an out. I like to give myself that thing that pushes me farther. But that also made some or made me have some trade trade-offs. It made me take a look at all my businesses and I really came to the realization that I couldn't add another business in. So I needed to look at the businesses that I have that were not making me as much money and those got cut. So those got put on the, the shelf right now. A lot of what I was doing around um, entrepreneur training, a lot of what I was doing around the benefit side of things got shelves. It got put on the shelf because I don't have time to, to mess with those right now. Um, inside my businesses, I really had to now rely on my team and my team is going to have to take up some of the slack um, because I was doing a lot of things that I honestly shouldn't be, have been doing is just either I was good at them and I could do it faster or I just I kept getting forced into a situation where I was the one who did it in the company. And now somebody else is going to do it. Um, somebody else is going to do those things. Not that I will not participate in my businesses anymore. Not that I will not continue to grow, but I am going to continue to grow those businesses, but I'm going to leverage my teams in those businesses to continue to grow those businesses while I focus on the solar business. I focus on apricot solar, uh, my business inside, you know, or apricot solar is the, the business that I work with. Uh, my business, CPTX uh, Renewable Energy, is what's behind the scenes of that. Uh, it's my personal company inside of apricot solar. So that's what my focus is. For the next six to eight months, my focus is going to be almost wholly on growing this business. And it means that it's going to take more of my time. It means that I'm not going to have as much time with my spouse. It means that I'm going to have to kind of put off some things that I was doing in my other businesses and somebody else will have to do those. It means that I have to focus a large portion of my time and effort in growing this new business because I need to show you that you can do this too. I need to show you that it takes sacrifice sometimes. It takes you stepping away from maybe some friends of yours that are negative. Um, it's going to mean stepping away from people in your life that might say, oh, well, you've never done a business before. You don't know what you're doing. Why would you do that? You've got to step away from that. You've got to step away from those people for a while and you need to focus on creating your own freedom engine um, and then you can get back in their lives again when you've shown success, when you've seen success. You need to get around people who are successful at business. So find a, a business group, find a meetup group, get involved in the Chamber of Commerce, um, get involved in a BNI or an NIA chapter 
where you can be around other people that are being successful in businesses. That is the key that has helped me to be successful all these years is I got around people who were successfully, they had gone off and successfully started their own businesses. Now, some of them didn't, didn't succeed over time, but at least they were at the beginning of the time that I went out there as an individual going from working in corporate to going to work for myself and building a business, at least they had gotten away from corporate and were out there building businesses at that time. Go out there, focus, listen to the podcast. I will keep being that champion for you. I'm going to keep telling my story. Mine is going to be public, so you're going to see it uh, out there in front of everybody. But you need to understand that you know, this is going to take you and it's going to take all out effort to get yourself away. If there's pain from a business or from a, a job, then you're going to have to get yourself away from that pain and use that pain to cause you to take action. Now, once you get to your freedom day, uh, you're going to have a decision point. Your freedom engine may be making enough to supplement your income or, or to replace your current income, but you may not hate your job. You may not dislike what you're doing. If you've paid off all your debt and you are sitting there and building you know, or, or continuing to enjoy what you do for a living along with your freedom engine, you don't have to quit your job. You can keep doing what you're doing. You don't have to stop. You just, it's going to be a different attitude for you. It's going to be a pathway. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you're going to take the la the, the path of less traveled at that point, you're going to look at it and say, okay, I'm making enough money. I don't really need the money that I'm making for my job but I love what I'm doing. So I'm going to keep doing that. Maybe you're a teacher and you love teaching, then keep teaching. You don't have to anymore. You don't have to do it for money anymore. And that's a different world. Now, for those of you that are in that world, it's going to be a lot of fun because you know that you're just doing it because you love it every day. If you are someone who hates your job, it's your attitude is not going to be really good. I'm just warning you right now. My attitude between December of 2015 and March 1st of 2016 was awful because I knew I was finding a way to get myself out of the job that I was in. And I knew that I was, I was going to get out and I knew that I just hated where I worked. I knew that I just did not want to be there anymore, but I had to be until I could get that business up and running. So I sucked it up. And then the day that I knew I could transition, the day that I knew that there was enough money coming in for me to be able to make that jump, I made the jump. I left. I went out on my own, uh, started my own financial practice at the same time that I was doing the co-working space so that I could have revenue coming in. I wasn't a lot, but it was there and I was doing everything by myself. I eventually hired an assistant to help me, but I at least was able to get out there and build enough income to where I could survive and start to build this business. That's the decision you're going to have to make. Stay or leave. It's going to be up to you. So let's go to our exercise for this podcast. Um, this is one of the things we do on here. If you, if it's one of the first ones you've listened to, um, I always ask people to do some type of an exercise at the end when it's one of these uh, where I'm talking. Um, and there's an exercise that Benjamin Franklin developed, um, and it basically is very simple. 
Um, Benjamin Franklin took a, he would put a, write a big T on a page. And so this is what I want you to do. Write a big T on a page. On the left-hand side, I want you to write down everything you like about your job. And I mean, just sit down, literally think about everything that you like about your job. Then on the right-hand side of that T, I want you to write everything you hate about your job every single thing that you hate about your job. When you get done with this exercise, if the left-hand side, the like portion, has a lot more stuff than the, the right-hand side, you probably enjoy what you do every day. If the opposite is true, you probably hate what you do every day. So that helps you to make that decision pretty easily. If you've got more stuff that you hate about your job, then you need to figure out a way to extract yourself from that situation because it's not healthy. Um, I will tell you, as someone who is a reformed, um, guaranteed paycheck person, you can make a paycheck outside. It just takes work. Uh, you can create an income for yourself. You can have benefits. You can have all the things that you have today with more freedom, with the ability to you decide I don't want to work this afternoon, you can't do this often, but I don't want to work this afternoon. I'm kind of done with my projects for the day. I don't have an eight to five life. So I, you know, I get up at six, I get to work by seven o'clock in the morning most days. And by three, four o'clock in the afternoon, I'm kind of done. I've done everything by that point. Um, and I will typically leave and jump and go to the gym in the afternoon may come home, do a little bit of work afterwards, but that's my freedom. It's what I can do. It allows me to take off at three o'clock on Friday afternoons, and I don't have to get anybody's permission to do that. My wife and I just do that. So it gives us more time before our weekends to enjoy ourselves. That's the freedom that you get owning your own business. That's the freedom you have when you have your own freedom engine working for you. You get to control the situation. So I hope this was helpful today. I hope that you take this to, to heart I hope you spend a little bit of time analyzing your personal situation. Living for, for weekends and vacations is just not a way to live life. Uh, it's a way to ensure that you are just sitting there counting your days until you can eventually get to retirement. And there's no control about that. There honestly isn't. If you're sitting there and you're 40, 40 years old today and you're looking at, well, I'm not going to get to retire for another 25 years. That's a miserable existence if you can just think about I'm going to have to slug my way through the next 25 years. But it's a totally different instance when you can make a decision very quickly, like I did with the solar thing. I didn't even think about solar until about three weeks ago. And within a three-week period of time, I investigated the opportunity. Um, I put together a business plan. I interviewed with the company that I was going to do this under as a distributor um, I began training for this all within a three-week period of time, including creating logos, buying all the stuff that I needed from a marketing perspective to get started. That's the power of taking action right away. I'm not sitting here and thinking about this for months. I'm not sitting back and looking at this forever. I took action. I take action. I'm going to take action. And once again, you're going to hear me talk about this as we go. So take it to heart. Take action now, sit down, figure out 
whether you like what you do or you don't. And then we're going to, in the next episode, talk about freedom engines and how you find your freedom engines. So thanks a lot. We'll see you guys here the next time.